So I love this. Yes. Yeah, I think Rich Davis did a, a beautiful did. job getting this the done. The details he put into the, this. The, the level yeah. of details on the Ecto-1 yes. is incredible. I just love the treatment yeah. of it. It's no, just so, it, it's so soft and like it almost has like a pastel feel yes, to it. Like the textures in it, it's just how everything blends together. Just I'm a big, I think most people are a big fan of Drew Struzan posters. Yeah. I feel like the top right of this poster with the streaks of the ghosts coming through from the, from the background. Yeah. That whole part just reminds me of Drew Struzan's style. Welcome to your local Cineplex with your friendly neighborhood hosts, Renee Gomez and Zach Dennis. Welcome back to your local Cineplex. I first want to say thanks to everyone who has listened to our little podcast. If you like our show, please share it with your friends, neighbors, Amazon delivery driver, pen pal and anyone else you can think of also please rate us on apple podcasts as it helps us a lot i mean we really appreciate the fruit baskets you all send but a glorying review on apple podcast goes a long way yes we are set we are set for life on fruit also we post the posters we discuss on our instagram so please feel free follow along with us on there Yep. And um, Zach, today on your local Cineplex, we're going to be talking about 2021's film Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hey, how do you like the film? Well, let's, okay, before we get into our yeah. thoughts of the film, let's talk about really quick how we feel about the oh. original. The original <laughs> film, I I heard about it whenever I was like eight and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what this is. Then one day... My brother gave me like a VHS tape. Aww. It was it was clearly pirated. The, it was just the tape by okay. itself. I didn't know what it was. I I popped it in, and it was Ghostbusters. Aww. And it was it was one of those those like really cool experiences of watching a movie for the first time. And I didn't even realize how much I liked spooky things and all that until I kind of watched it and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool because not only is it kind of scary but it's yeah. really funny it's really well paced yes. I, I just loved it after that I kind of got a, a bit obsessed with it I ended up watching the the real Ghostbusters um, which was a cartoon yep. from the 80s I watched Ghostbusters 2 which I, I like it, it like I'm not gonna a lot, I know a lot of people hate on it but I, I think it was it's nice to see the gang you know coming right. back and doing another thing but as far as the story and the villain I wasn't a huge fan of it I liked the the pink slime aspects yes. because it reminded me of the blob um, which I I love the the blob a lot the one from 1958 that one is amazing Queen um, Steve McQueen is awesome. So that's kind of why I like that one. After that, whenever the P around whenever the PS3 came out, it was Black Friday. My we were at Walmart and my dad was like, "Oh, what's what's that? It's it's going on sale and there's a really long line of people here like waiting to buy it." And then I was like, "Oh, it's the new PS3." And then, and then this is like the only time because my, you know, my family's, you know, more low income. So right. it was kind of crazy cuz he was like, "Do you want it?" And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, okay, if I, if I get it for you, this is going to be your only Christmas gift. And I was like, yes, please give it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> so we, we got in line. We got it. 
and I ended up buying, um, you know how they give you like gift cards right. so you can buy other right. games or sometimes, you know, I ended up buying Sonic 06. That's a whole other story. But I also bought the Ghostbusters PS3 game, which I love. I don't know if you've ever played it. No. It's essentially, you know, they're Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd had ideas to do a Ghostbusters 3 where they go to hell. That's <laughs> essentially what this game is, is them going to hell. They call it something else, but it, you know, you could, you could tell. I love that. They had all the original voice actors. Then I was like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna do a Ghostbusters 3. And there were a lot of talk about it. I don't know if you remember, but every every like few months, Bill Murray or someone would say, oh yeah, we're working yeah. on it. We it's almost there. Harold Ramis passed away, which was yes. really sad. I, I remember going to school that day and I, I felt that I was, I was yeah. in my feels because uh, I, I love that guy. Shortly after they announced a 2016 film, <laughs> Which I found a bit disrespectful because yes. it's like, wow, one of the Ghostbusters just died after years of talking about coming back and making a third film. And then as soon as he dies, it's remade. The movie, the movie by itself without anything, it's very yeah. fine. It's very yeah. okay. But I was more bothered by the fact that um, it was it was so soon after. It didn't feel respectful to the Ghostbusters. That was a bit disappointing, but you know, I was like, I, I guess, you know, you can't really do anything about it. They did release Ecto Coolers, <laughs> which were awesome. They're really good. But this film, 2021's Ghostbusters Afterlife is a love letter to Definitely. Harold Ramis, and I love that. I think it was extremely respectful to the franchise and to him and to all the Ghostbusters and everyone who's involved with the original one and all the fans. I was a little worried at one point that it was gonna follow the exact mm -hmm. formula of the mm -hmm. first movie because you kind of see it yeah. going there. But what I like about it is all the new characters yes. are awesome. I love all Phoebe. the new characters. Phoebe, yeah. Phoebe Spengler is a she show is. stealer. She's so yes. likable. She is so, uh, she's awesome. And then Mr. Yeah. Gruberson, uh, yeah. played by Paul Rudd. Yes. Also really funny. I love the small town yes. setting. I don't know if I've said this before. I love Same small here. towns. Same here. Like in movies. It just feels more yes. intimate. You really get to know all the characters in in that area. The scene where Finn Wolfhard's character, Trevor, um, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor Spengler, when he goes to try to get a job yeah. and it's just like at yes. a diner and everyone you could everyone yes. knows each other they're like in high school and he doesn't fit in i love that i'm not gonna go into spoilers yet or anything but we do sort of movie kind of starts off with bengler but it's played by someone else but i think they did it in a really classy way of not showing his face but you can still tell it's him but they were like we don't really want to completely recast them we just want to get the idea right. across that it is him i thought that was beautiful i thought the ending was really very sweet. sweet it it, it made oh, me tear up emotional yeah it was very emotional it made me think of a uh, dragon ball z if, if you've if you've seen that show you know exactly what i'm talking about i love the movie it's one of my new favorite comfort films definitely um where it's Same. just like you know on a Friday night, just pop it in, grab some pizza, and just like enjoy exactly. yourself. Exactly. That's what this movie That's is. That's exactly for me. what it's for me. My grandmother, she was pretty much the one who brought me movies uh, in the form of VHS. So most of the movies that I grew up with that I cherish in my heart is because of her. And uh, Ghostbusters mm -hmm. was one of those. 
that I guess she just she saw it, decided to pick it up for me, and I watched that. that I watched that movie so many times because it was one of my favorites. Comedy, uh-huh. the horror aspect to it. It was just this perfect blend of those two genres that still to this day I love. I still, for some reason, just have just a soft spot for uh, the scene where the librarian is in the back of the library. She's looking through the cards. I don't know why. I just yeah, love it. So, so classic. Yeah. So creepy, but yes. so funny where he's like, yeah. get her, Ray. <laughs> that yeah, is and so, so I absolutely love... It's a classic. I felt the same way with uh, the 2016 film. It's almost a parody of Ghostbusters in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You kind of have yeah. to watch it as its own stand- standalone thing to mm-hmm. kind of be able to appreciate what it you know it kind of does right. Because it's not a bad film. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Um, I agree 100%. Which I feel like is, is the consensus uh, once kind of yeah. the, the fallout <laughs> settles. Yeah, this afterlife, like you said, a love letter to Harold, a love letter to just Ghostbusters fans in general small town feel uh phoebe was just amazing character i completely got her understood her and i was like ready and before i get into that though uh, i mentioned to you before the show started of how i kind of was like avoiding this film because i didn't want to be hurt yeah Yeah, because i just you get so used to it i mean it is sony right they have a they mm-hmm. Sony. They either they hit it out of the park, or boy, do they bomb. Yeah. Or Spider-verse. do they bomb it? Emoji movie. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I was excited when I first heard it. You know, Paul Rudd, the OG Busters are back. Maybe Bill Murray. You never know with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but I was like, okay, I, I'm I love it. And then I saw the posters come out, and I was like. Okay, and then I saw the trailer, the teaser and the trailer, and they just weren't hooking me. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like this is Ghostbusters. It wasn't selling it right. After watching the movie, I'm like, those don't judge this movie off its trailer. It's not the same. I don't think that the the people who were in charge of the trailer did a good job with it because it doesn't it doesn't convey the heart of the film at all there's way more heart than is expected but then again the movie is called ghostbusters afterlife Mm -hmm. and the afterlife is important it's it's weird because before i saw the movie my hope was that it was more focused on um spengler's character because it just feels right it feels like that's what they kind of needed to do and that was kind of their best option of approaching a third mm-hmm. film. This is a, uh, what's it called? I just saw Scream 5 and they they had a word for it, but it was like, it's a remake reboot right. type situation where you're introduced to new characters, but the old characters still exist in the universe. It's still respectful of the franchise. It's just introducing new people, which that was what I loved about it. Right. Um, and that's what I always thought they should have done with the 2016. I think if if they did that with the 2016, I would have been much more right. okay with it. Where it was like, okay, acknowledge that Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters did exist. Because then they have cameos about, um, you know, Bill Murray not yeah. believing in ghosts. Which I thought that, that was kind of funny. I like that. There's a cartoon called Extreme Ghostbusters where that's essentially the plot is uh, Spengler hires like a new group of Ghostbusters and he's leading them and helping them and guiding them but he's not the main character it's the other characters so um, if they continue with sequels I could see them doing something like that especially uh, with the post credit you see uh, Winston <laughs> he's living the yeah, life. Yeah right. What I loved about it uh, for the voice if you haven't seen it the best way I could describe the voice which is I mean it's definitely like 
like the first film, but with the introduction of the new characters with these kids and, and their mom, even Paul Rudd's character, it's very yeah. much Goonies. It's a beautiful blend yes. of Ghostbusters and Goonies. Yes. If they had a baby, this is that film. It's definitely there. I have the soundtrack. Oh, Renee, the soundtrack. The just the oldies being Great. played. I was like, that's what yes. sold me. I love minute. That. I the, heard that. I'm like, okay. And even the original soundtrack, the score, I had perfect, beautiful respect, homage to the original score, which I like. Th this is where I know we have very like similar tastes and, you know, there's aspects of movies that if that's in there, we, yeah. we just love that. Because as soon as they started playing the oldies mm -hmm. at the diner, I was like, this, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the stuff I yes. really love. And even if a movie fails, if it has mm -hmm. those things, I'm going to love it regardless because I'm just yeah. a sucker for that. But I agree, the soundtrack was was really good. It felt new, but it was still in tune with the first two soundtracks, which I thought was awesome. And it was super cool. I saw it in um, in Dolby. That was awesome. Just hearing the soundtrack, you know, come right. on and the Ecto-1 sound, that was cool. And I was also going to say, I don't know if you noticed, there's a scene when Paul Rudd's character, uh, Mr. Gary Groberson, <laughs> is introduced and he's a science teacher, which is another thing that I love. A lot of my favorite teachers in school were yep. the science teachers. So that yep. I thought that was cool. He just wheels in a TV, <laughs> yes. like the best yes. days of school. And he's like, he has a VHS, which, you know, and he pops in right. Cujo, which I thought I was like, oh, the it's because the dog's coming, uh, Gozers, he's, he's coming later. So that I thought that was cool foreshadowing. Right. I also, loved how the movie after that is Child's Play. Yes. I, I love the Chucky franchise, mm -hmm. so it was really cool seeing that on the big screen on another TV. And it was probably also foreshadowing the um, the little Stay yes. Puft Marshmallow Men. I, I think that's what it was foreshadowing, so well, I thought that was really, really I freaked really out fun. because I immediately, when they introduce the family and the mom and uh, Trevor and Phoebe. I in that relationship, I immediately thought of mom and son and child's play. It felt like yes. that. Yeah, the, that's the, true. The, the talk, the relationship, yeah. the just the realness. Because mm -hmm. I always felt that she, the mom in child's play, talked to Tommy as a person, and obviously her economic situation kind of similar with the uh, mom yeah. in this film in Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I saw that nice. It was almost a, an homage to that. And I loved it yeah. with uh, Cujo. I love Paul Rudd's character. He's trying to explain Cujo to the kids. And he actually references another great film I watched a thousand times on VHS, which was Beethoven. Like, ah, oh, I've never seen watch that. Watch it. It's great. It's, it's a classic. Yeah. Funny, funny. It's a good family. Like, good, just feel good film. That's fun. I really yeah. need to watch it. So I loved how he referenced that. Cujo. But yeah, it was a nice foreshadowing to Gozer. Yeah. I would like to give a uh, just a little spoiler warning because I want to hear your thoughts on the end. Yes. Yes. Um, so if you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, I really think you should. I feel like uh, if you're listening to this, you probably yeah. already seen it. I don't anyways, know why you so, would listen uh, to this if you um, haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it. So uh, what did you think of the ending, Zach? Oh, Renee. It's, uh, I love it when, with the, with the ending, it makes my eyes sweat. It definitely, yeah. yeah. Sweat like, yeah, bullets. Sweat bullets, yeah. yeah. It was the way he came, his ghost was there. It was like, I got emotional. It was like, it set me back as being a yeah. kid, just seeing the, the OG Ghostbusters there all together in their uh, jumpsuits 
packs on. And it yeah. was just, it was awesome. And I love how he was there with Phoebe, helping her with her uh, when she was uh, mm -hmm. atta attacking. I'm losing words, but you, yeah. you, you get it. My brain is yeah. on. Yeah. No, uh, whenever the Ghostbusters showed up and you hear Bill Murray's voice, yes. I was like, oh, And he was yes, back to so his usual, just beautiful, funny, yeah, dialogue. Sarcasm talking to her little, like they're yeah. in a bad relationship. She's coming back to him. Oh. Yeah. I love yes. the entire, whenever um, Gozer is like, are you God? <laughs> and then and then Ray just yes, looks at yes. everyone. And Winston's yeah, like, come, come on, on, dude. And he's like, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes yeah. I am. The minute that. The I thought that was really, that really funny. I'm like, Ray? You say yes if someone asks. Like, Come on, you're it's God. you're a god. You yes. say oh yes. Oh my gosh! The emotion, the the part that you know got to me, same as you, is you know you're you're seeing Phoebe. They they've planted stuff to try and trap Gozer, and she's trying to hold her um what's it called the um the wand right the the proton yeah. streams. It's like the yeah it's the proton stream. She's trying to hold it. She clearly can't. She's just a right. child and she's struggling. Gozer's yeah. coming up to her. And at this point, the Ghostbusters, the other three, already they kind of fell down. They're yeah. older. They, you know, they they, they can't really against you know, the do it Ecto like they one. used to. Yeah, they're thrown against the Ecto One. So then it's just her, basically. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's gonna die. Then out of nowhere, you just see yes. Egon's hand hold her hand to steady the the stream. And that, like, even just thinking yeah, about me it too. gives me like, chills because it was, it was just so yeah. sweet. I think it deals with the idea because Spengler never got to say his goodbyes because he kind of became obsessed with trying to keep Gozer um, right. trapped. So this was his way of saying goodbye and to the Ghostbusters and to his family, which was one of the yes. sweetest things I've ever seen. It was it was so heartwarming and made me feel so good. In the fact that he didn't yes. even talk, there was just something. Yes. There was something kind of eerie but really beautiful. It about felt it. like Egon. It just it felt right. It felt like Egon, speak. and it was just him nodding. And I, I think, as far as like the CG and you know bringing him back to life, I think this is personally, I think this is as respectful as it gets. Because I know there's talks of like, oh, when when you bring right. other people to life mm -hmm. digitally but i think this was done really well because it was in his honor solid ending if they decide not to make any more i'd be fine with that if, if they keep going i'm also really happy with that so yeah i loved it uh, i yeah. to me they they hit the tone so well with the comedy because especially at this moment mm -hmm. it's a very sweet heartwarming moment here we're going through but yet they mm -hmm. find this moment it was a small humor moment when Egon kind of rejoins the, uh, the original Ghostbusters and he's just kind of standing there staring off towards the house, towards yeah. the activity going on in front of them. And the other Ghostbusters kind of like slowly look over at Egon. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Like kind of peek their yeah. heads out like you see them doing. Yeah, that was yeah. really funny. I, I don't know if, if you knew this, but um, one of the original ideas for Ghostbusters 3 was, like I said earlier, Ghostbust the Ghostbusters going to hell. Right. But another part of that was Bill Murray's character was supposed to die in that movie, and he was going to be a ghost helping the Ghostbusters figure out this mystery, whatever mystery they have. So I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, in a way it sort of ended up flipping because that's just how life right. is, you know. 
pe- people die and it ended up being um spengler being the ghost helping out um the new characters i i thought it was really cool um i don't know if you have any last thoughts on Ghostbusters. yeah last thoughts before we move to the posters uh i was very happy with the good mix of practical effects with cgi especially with the uh, absolutely uh help me here i'm being a i'm being a bad ghostbuster fan but the the dogs um yeah that was the the key master and gatekeeper technically dogs the key master and gatekeeper i loved the uh when paul rudd first his character interacts with them you can tell as a puppet but once it transitions, yeah, yeah, you could tell. Seamless transition from that to obviously when it's running, they went CGI. Yeah. So, yeah. They did great. Yeah. And I love they even, they don't really show uh, an attack Paul Rudd's character. They just allude to it, which I, I thought it was nice. I think he did yeah. a great, Very I think much. his performance was a great homage to, uh, oh my gosh, Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis. Yes. It felt, yeah. at, I, abs- I felt I at home. I think, I think you agree. You felt at home yes. with this flick. And it's it's because of yeah. that is why it's an instant classic for me. I'm gonna. I agree. Yeah, I'm definitely getting this film. Yeah, a very comforting, um, beautiful movie. I actually, I need to go. I'm gonna go buy it today. Actually, I, which I hope there's BTS. Yes. Because when the movie ended, I was like, man, I really hope there's some good BTS on the on the Blu-ray. And do you still collect Blu-ray, Zach? I don't collect Blu-ray. Uh, well, uh, technically, I guess you could say I do. I only get Blu-rays for the P- for the BTS. Okay, so cool. if it's a movie I really care about and I really want uh, to to own, yeah. then yeah, I usually get the uh, was it like the triple pack to where it's Blu-ray, a DVD, and a yeah. g- digital release. That's what I did for Dune. Yep. Like Dune was the last purchase I had I made for that, and so cool. yeah, get a Blu-ray because. BTS is on it, but you also get the DVD because you can play that on your laptop or whatever. Yeah, I I agree. I I try to. I only collect movies that I love. Mm-hmm. The audience can't see, but yeah, that I have a DVD shelf behind me. Well, it's a Blu-ray shelf and with some DVDs, and it's it's packed. I don't have any more room. So if I want to get more stuff, I normally only get the the things I really like. But yes, last thoughts. I love Ghostbusters Afterlife. Highly recommend it. Uh, I hope the listeners enjoyed the movie. Um, It seems like the consensus was a lot of people really liked it. So yeah, um, that's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Zach, I think it is time to look Mm. at the posters. And so we're first looking at the teaser poster for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So the teaser poster is, it's the Ecto-1 kind of drifting in the, what is this, a cornfield? No, it's not a cornfield. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a field. field. Your classic field. Um, yeah, it's just a classic field with the Ecto-1 drifting and it's heading towards a green light. Um, yeah, the whole sky is pretty much green. So I remember pretty teal, you know, blue greenish, but yeah. Oh wow. It's a summer yeah. 2020. I forgot this movie was supposed to come out years yeah. earlier. That's insane. But I remember seeing this in theaters and I liked it. I thought I liked the fact that it doesn't even have any text yeah. because you see the Ghostbusters logo and you know they're coming back. I remember really liking this. Well, what about you, I, Zach? Yeah, I like it. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's, I agree. You don't need to say much. You have the Ecto-1 and in all of its glory, you can tell it's been, it has some age to it. 
and it's being driven to bust some ghosts. And that's all you need yeah. to know. I, I think it's a well-rendered image, nice photograph. It has, it, it, it weirdly has this nice, it looks photographed, but it has like a softness mm -hmm. to it that doesn't look so digital. So I do yeah. like this. This was done by the agency called Bond. We've seen some of their posters before here on podcast. Yeah, uh, I think this is definitely one of their best uh, posters they've done. I agree. Um, it's a good one. Yes. Moving on to payout. Oh, do you? Would you like to describe <clears throat> this one? I've yes. never seen this, this one. This one is your typical payoff poster and what a payoff poster usually is is it's the cast assemble laid out onto the poster so you have pretty much the main cast placed on the poster in a nice design you got paul rudd paul rudd at the top uh you got finn wolfhart's character trevor uh, trevor's mom and as you go down the poster, you have more of the characters included. So think of your your Stranger Things poster, but it's mostly photos, yeah. which is why my my instant yeah, reaction like is uh, thumbs down because it's photo. I would like to have seen more of a illustrative look to it. I I get that. I it's not a bad design. I agree. I think if it was a, a little more illustrated, I like that the the fact that it's. The image, it's coming out yes. of a trap. So you're seeing, you know, everything through that. I, I like that a lot. I like, it kind of quickly lets you know your main characters. I like it and I don't. Um, what I like about it. Yeah, what do you like is about Is just us. the color. It's something I also didn't mention, you know, in our review is. Yeah, it's nice color. The color and look of the film, I thought was perfect. That's something I would want. Like, I would want one of my movies to look like that. Um, I think the lighting looks great and um, they have those colors in this poster. So behind all these faces, you can see the house, the blue house with Gozer, the, the dog, either the gatekeeper or key master, that gets confusing. But in front of the house, you can see the four Ghostbusters, like oh, their silhouettes. Right. So I think yeah. that's really, that's such a nice little detail. So I, I like that this it's it sucks because I feel like this poster isn't too far away from me wanting to hang it up on my wall. I think if they had a little more illustrations, mm -hmm. I think uh, I don't really like the solid black personally, you know, underneath the trap. Well, I don't know. I just wish there was a little more detail in there of, of something. Maybe it could be the basement or I don't know. There's something about it that it's just it's missing. I like the idea. I get also uh, Paul Rudd's face. He's not in the movie as much as you might think like he is. Right. But this makes him seem like he's in yeah. it more. It seems like he, um, it, this paints him like he's the protagonist and he's not that. I think he should have been one of the, the smaller characters, but I, I, I like it overall. It's definitely one of the better uh, faces poster that I've seen. Yeah. Um, but again, this is a little biased because I did love the movie. Maybe if I haven't seen the movie, I'd be a little more critical of it. And I'd be like, why did they do that? Oh, also, podcast is in this. We didn't even mention podcast. Yes. And I feel like people would be upset. The fact that we're doing a podcast right. and we didn't even right. mention the character I podcast. I thought that was so meta. <laughs> but I was watching it. It was, yeah. I, I found it hilarious when um, he's just walking around documenting, I think, supernatural right. things. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like if I was a kid nowadays, that's probably what I would end up doing because yeah. I was really into like spooky urban legend type things. So I really like that character and I'm glad he's out. He's up here. 
super great casting too. I like it. It's a really beautiful. It really is. It's graphically a pleasing poster. I like the colors. I like. I really like how it's it's bursting out. This whole this whole scene is bursting out yeah. of the uh, the trap. Yep. You have oh, that, that green cool. lightning, and you have that green lining. It's it's pretty much it's glowing throughout the scene and it's affecting most of the characters clothes and and their lighting so from a lighting perspective total applause to the the designer who did this the the direction of it i really do like it i if i did this poster i pretty much wouldn't do anything much different other than making it look more illustrative pushing harder in that direction also i wouldn't have paul rudd's character where he is at the size he is at the top because that's usually where you put your mm -hmm. protagonist i would have had phoebe there she yeah, belongs, she belongs there, there. Yeah. but as we know studios probably stepped in and said no paul rudd is our biggest star we're gonna sell this film yeah. via through him so he's gonna be put there that's you can thank the studio yeah. for that Thank you, Thank studio. Thank you for the genius idea, studio. Okay. So, <laughs> next poster. Okay. Hey, before we move forward with that one, uh, I just want to say that the last poster, uh, the payoff was also done by Bond. So they did the teaser cool. and payoff. This one nice. is, I think Bond might, no, 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 Concept Arts did this, which is another agency we, we've looked at their work before. Yeah. So for some reason, the studio reached out to a different agency to produce this poster. Yeah. This is one I dislike um, the most. Yeah. This is probably the weakest so far. I will give them the fact that um, this looks like it's a picture. It looks like they staged this and it wasn't, right. we, didn't, we didn't just grab Paul Rudd and Photoshop them out and paste them in. It, it looks like he was actually, they were all there in that same place. But I'm not really getting much out of it because I feel like with a poster, you're, you're trying to give the audience an idea of what the film is going to be. And here we see them looking at something. They're not terrified. And I, I guess they're not terrified. They're more like, oh, yeah. what's that? Like it's um, a drama. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, a fan of that. Finn Wolfhard's wearing the the, the proton yeah. pack. And I kind of have an issue with that because in the movie, he doesn't use mm -hmm. it that much. It's mostly yeah. Phoebe. Um, she's the one really handling that. And he's more of yeah. the driver. And there is, I think, one part where he does He's the Josh it, Brolin character. But it is one. Yes, he is very much the, mm -hmm. the Josh Brolin, older yes. brother, older yeah. Goonie. Uh, I need to rewatch Goonies. Yeah, it, it's very okay. I, I'll give it. I'll, if I'll give it a thumbs down compared to the other ones. Renee, I hate to rain on your parade, <laughs> because you said it was a nice photograph photo. It looked like they probably got the whole cast oh, no. there to. Uh... Oh no! Is this like Suicide <laughs> Squad again? Yes. I mean, no. Let me say this: it's it's very well crafted, crafted, comped together. But I highly doubt they actually went out to a court to a field with all this with everyone together and shot this i'm pretty sure actually when you zoom yeah. in you could kind of see there uh on phoebe's side there's uh the sun is there right. and it's kind of giving off this nice diffused glare and i think that's how they're hiding a lot of the fact that if they're comped in mm -hmm. that you know you can't really see the lines because of that diffusion that's right. going on right. so that's a that i could see oh, that. that's a definitely a tactic uh that i use <laughs> when it comes to this oh yeah i use it it's, too yeah uh, definitely yeah i'm pretty sure each one of these characters was photographed separately separately 
in a studio with a backdrop. Obviously tried to set up the, the lighting the same on each one of them. But yeah, they weren't together. Yeah. They weren't outside. This is a comp together image. A really good one. I'll give them that. They did an awesome job. I was going to say the photo who if if this is photoshopped i think the fact that we even have to question it a little bit is just proof that this is really mm -hmm. well done from a technical perspective i definitely give props mad respect this is a it's a beautiful it's hard to see any lines it's any problems with it really uh my only and i think you share the same problem with it i think to make it better it would just, it would have been having more of an expressive reaction to to what they're actually looking at it's just not there it's pretty boring yeah. i mean compared to the, the, the payoff poster that one has so much energy it has so much life that was such a good poster compared to this one it's eh, meh completely agree so yeah. yeah so that one sets up that one finishes up with that one and lastly i will look at the one that says rich davies this Ooh. one is beautiful this one is done by one of our spotlight artists that we want to give a shout out to his name's rich davies he's a very well he's uber talented does amazing work for a lot of great films and so this is his uh con contribution to the film love the color palette oh yeah is phil's ghostbusters you have the little yellow orbs and the sky you have the, the yeah. whole All you have the ghosts. ghosts and just it's your your classic visuals of ghostbusters are in this poster for listeners let me just describe it so it's basically the ecto-1 speeding through the road the camera is right in front of the car and you kind of feel this back to the future type feel of how fast the vehicle is going with uh streaks of light around it and in the background you can see the farm and up above in the sky you can see the the green clouds and all the ghosts the ghost orbs i think this is really beautiful uh the illustration is amazing man this is it's just so much fun when you look at something like this where it's just so much color so much little detail that clearly is put into it so i love this yes. yeah i think uh rich davis did a, a beautiful did. job uh getting this the done. details he put into the, this the the level yeah. of, de of details on the ecto one yes. is incredible i just love the treatment yeah. of it it's no, just it's so it it's so soft and like it almost has like a pastel feel yes, to it like the textures in it it's just how everything blends together just i'm a big i think most people are a big fan of drew strews and posters yeah i feel like the top right of this poster with the streaks of the ghosts coming through from the from the background yeah that whole part just reminds me of Drew Struzan style, even though Rich Davies, I hope we're saying your name right, Rich, but uh, you clearly have a difference, uh, your own style. But with this, there is, I'm not sure if you pulled from Drew's style a teensy bit, but it's there. It just has every hallmark of yeah. illustrative posters that I love in this poster. The energy, it gets you excited. Yeah. It's just, yeah, ectomorph coming back. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Yes. Yes, you can. I, I have to ask before I, I proceed. I get in trouble. So <laughs> uh, between this one, this which would be a specialty poster, and the payoff poster, which you would see mostly as the official poster in movie theaters, which one would you rather see? Would you want this one to be the official poster or the one that is? That's a Thank great you. question. I walked on. Man, that is hard. <laughs> 
because to me, this feels like a really solid like teaser poster because you know enough, you know that it's the Ghostbusters, you know there's, they're coming back and you can kind of see that it's a farm. And the payoff poster shows a, a little more of what the, who the characters yeah, are. A bit story. I feel like if, yeah, it has a little more story. I wish we could combine the two. <laughs> I wish we could see Phoebe on the side of this car and Finn Wolfhard driving. Like if, if they added little stuff like that to, to this illustration, I think I would much prefer the this illustration. Yeah. I think it'd be really unique to see in a theater. Um, it'd be really fun. And it would just let you know that, you know, for me, the feeling I get with these types of posters is that you're in for an adventure. You see posters like the Goonies and Harry Potter do this and those are really fun movies that, you know, you go to the theater and you just have a really good time watching. So yeah, I'd say if this just had a little more of the story aspect and uh, some characters, I would much rather prefer I, this. I 100% agree. Yeah, I would have had mm -hmm. Phoebe kind of, what was it called? That that chair she was sitting in, the, gun, the gunner's chair. If they would have had her ex extended yeah. out in the gunner's yeah. chair, blasting, he's having a, a beam, photon beam, blasting out towards the audience. I I think that would have that, that would have been Absolutely. enough for me. I don't think I would eat any need any other yeah. characters other other than her. Because you do have, I think you can see yeah. Trevor driving in it. So he is there. I can't make out anybody else. You do see Trevor in there. So yeah, having Phoebe yeah. in the gunner seat out there blasting away, it would have just took this over the top for me. But this actually perfectly transitions us into our sponsor segment. Cinemarama Home Video is sponsoring this podcast. Why? Because Mac is a great guy. So <laughs> what can you get at Cinemarama Home Video, Zach? Well, let's say you're a big fan of Ghostbusters, right? And you're like, gee, I wish I could have a VHS slipcase of this film. Obviously, that, they're not releasing this on VHS. That'd yeah. be shocking. But in the meantime, they don't. And you, can, you have to make do, right? Well... With Cinemarama, you can do that. You can order, you can commission a uh, slipcase of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And if the slipcase isn't enough for you, you have the option of adding on a VHS tape, a blank VHS tape, to complete your order. So then, boom. So then you could record whatever you want on VHS tape. I don't know what possibly you would want to record on there, but you have the option. And that tape comes with a label. So it'd say Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm -hmm. It would all look legit. It would look real. Mac takes great pride in those details of the VHS. So if you are a fan of this movie, please head on over to Cinemarama and commission yourself a copy or any other movie you are a fan of and you would like a VHS copy of. You can find the address to Cinemarama at our Instagram in the bio. And I think that ends that segment. Awesome. It's the quickest segment ever. Yeah. So this leads us to our second artist spotlight. And his name is Marino Matos. I hope I pronounced his last name. Marino Matos. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope yeah. I said that right. First up is Scream. He did this wonderful poster of Scream. I actually shared it on our Instagram story. Beautiful. This stuff just gets you excited. So he did a wonderful illustration of Scream. Yeah. You have Ghostface as the big main character in this. He's bursting out of a old school CRT TV. 
You have glasses of shard just projected out towards you. He has a bloody knife and this awesome retro glint on the hilt of the knife. And you have Drew Barrymore's character running for her life, holding the phone with ghost, another ghost face chasing after her. And then you have, oh, what's her name? Sydney. Nev Campbell. Sydney. Sydney, got Sydney yeah. on the left of the of the poster, crying, screaming, mouth covered. And then you got uh, Dewey and, and, Gail, and Weathers. Gail Weathers below her. Nice little motifs, uh, vignettes of moments of the film. Oh, also bursting out of the TV with Ghostface are VHSs. And these VH- VHSs yes. are uh, uh, the references that inspired Scream. Halloween and Michael Myers. Yeah. Shout out to Michael. Uh, Friday the 13th. Shout out to Michael. And of course, Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. I absolutely love this. It's just, yeah. again, it's that, Renee, I, I think you see it, that softness that I'm talking about, that you get with the yes. illustrative posters. There's such a soft, non-digital look to it that I absolutely adore. I think this is a great, great poster. Perfectly captures the feel of the movie. Like with the VHS tapes, that kind of lets you know it's going to be kind of meta. And it's going to be referencing other horror movies so that if you're a horror fan, you're most likely going to love this movie. I love the how there's two ghost face. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, setting up the ending. I just caught that. So I love that. I also love the house right behind Drew Barrymore's character and with the moon right above it, lighting up all our characters, giving them that blue backlight. I think that's really cool. So yeah, I really love this poster. I think it's really perfectly captures the tone of the film. Yeah, this is absolutely worth putting up on your wall for sure. I would have to say that this it's 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 bittersweet because it's, it's an amazing poster but this is what should have been done yeah for the original for the original release yeah of scream he did an amazing job marino he also did a yeah. uh, mandalorian which of course we're going to share our all these posters on our instagram so you can see them as you listen but quickly just kind of look over mando this mandalorian po- mandalorian poster is awesome yeah. awesome perspective any quick thoughts on this one renee yeah, I. it's like a low down. It's like looking up at the Mandalorian. I haven't seen the show, but as, as just as the poster, I think this is awesome. It's you a haven't different seen the show. Look at... Um, it, no, I haven't seen it. Renee, let's, let's stop. Go watch. Um, <laughs> yes, Zach. Just stop right yeah. here. I'm going to go to Disney Plus real quick. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll wait for you. Yeah, I, I need to get on that. But yeah, I, I like the different perspective here. The colors are beautiful. Yes. Too. This feels, it's illustrated, but this kind of looks photo real. Like it looks really good. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm loving this. I love the sky in the background. The kind of grungy feel it has at the bottom. Yeah, he also did a It poster. I think is awesome. I think this should have been the official poster. That's creepy. Because it's scary. Yeah. So this is basically Pennywise. Scaly. Yeah. He got Pennywise, bloody mouth. Pennywise He's just covered in blood. Blood stains on his collar. Smiling at the camera. Is the I Love Dairy poster. This is yeah. creepy. This is re. This would freak some kids out if they were just walking and they saw it. This this would give Renee nightmares. No, this already <laughs> did give me nightmares. This is giving me nightmares right now as we speak. As we speak, I'm having a full on night Full on night so. terror right now. Oh, goodness. Both of us. We're going to have to change after this. Yeah. That leads us to 
Good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> the good, okay. the bad, and the ugly. Now, we're to the good, bad, and ugly segment, where we look at a poster of three different categories, the payoff, the teaser, and the character. And we rate each one of those posters either good, bad, or ugly. Obviously, the best score you can get is good. The worst score you can get is ugly. Absolutely. And today, we're going to be looking at Uncharted, the new Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg yes. film that's coming out in a few months or pretty soon, I think. Yeah, it says... Uh, from February 11th. Yeah. That's like two weeks from Actually, when we're the recording. 18th. Yeah. The 18th. Okay. So first off, we got the teaser. Oh, yes. Here. I see. Um, okay. I picked I pick this movie for, this, for these posters because I honestly like them, even though they look... You yeah, like them, Zach. I like them. What's wrong with you? No, I'm joking. And the reason is, is because, yes, they look photo, but if you kind of zoom in, there is that softness that we spoke of, of, we spoke of, of the illustrated posters. They did something. This isn't just a straight up cleaned up Photoshop photo. This has yeah. a nice, almost illustrative look to it. It's a, it almost has this film look to it. That's why I picked it. I immediately give this a somewhat good rating. I agree this with the somewhat yeah. good. I think um, this is, uh, I don't know anything about Me Uncharted, either. the game. So I will refer to them <laughs> as Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. But it's Holland and Wahlberg just standing, kind of looking to the side, and behind them is like a pirate ship that's collapsing. What I like about this is, you know, I said earlier, there is a sense of adventure. You know, right. there is a sense that, you know, we are, this is going to be an action film. Whether it's good, bad, or something, you're going to be entertained, most likely. Most likely. Um, yeah, so I I like this. I um, It's pretty simple and straightforward, but it gets the point across. Yeah, and the reason why I rate it goodish is because most, mo most of what I like about it is just execution. What I don't like about it is the fact that it is just the characters standing there. It's like they're, I wish they could be doing something, you know, because I haven't seen the film, I can't think of some, mm -hmm. you know, what they could be doing. Well, like you said, but it's an like, adventure film, right? So why don't you do something adventure-y? Yeah, I did see the next poster yeah. we're gonna look at, and that one shows, it's a better representation of what's going yes. to happen yes. in the movie. I'm gonna get, give, before we move on, I'm gonna give this a, a good-ish rating. That Good leads us to the payoff. This payoff poster is another face poster, basically, where it's, it's just Tom Holland looking uh, looking big. My at, at first glance, I wasn't too much of a fan, but looking at it more carefully, I think I do like this yeah. because I like that. Yeah, there's there's the faces, mm -hmm. but then in the background, you get like that um, transparent map of the world, very Indiana Jones-esque. Right. Yep. And in the bottom, it's just... Uh, some mountains with the some of the characters on boats riding towards the audience, I guess. The colors are pretty. It's It gives that kind of sunset, sunrise mood. So Yeah, it's yeah. definitely giving no, a story. I think this is pretty cool. You get a sense of story here. Yeah, it's giving a lot more story. As you move top to Absolutely. bottom. I, yeah. That softness of softness look is carried over into this, which is why I love it. it it's weird. It has that look that we love of the Drew Struzan style. It honestly feels like a yes, it does. photo reel Drew Struzan style. 100%, and it's weird. Yeah. It freaks me out. It actually gives me hope because I'm like, okay, yeah, if we have to live with this, I'd be happy. I don't know if it's some sort of filter. It probably is a filter to make it look a like a teeny bit painted, 
But yeah, I, I noticed when I zoomed in, I was like, oh, this isn't a photo. This, at least it doesn't give the mm -hmm. impression of a straight up photo. It's more of like a, a drawing or an illustration. There's a diffused, that's the word I'm looking for, a diffused fill that's yes. soft in it. And you see that in the highlights of the torch that the woman's holding, as well as the sun yeah. flare at the bottom that's peeking over the mountain ridges. It's that soft, that's... You see a lot in film, a photograph, a film photographs. That type of blooming, I think, is the right word. It just feels right. Uh, this poster, all, all the posters it does for. Feel uh, right. What was that? No, I just said it does oh. feel oh, right. Yeah. For the Uncharted posters here, the agency, there was one agency that did it, and they were called BLT mm -hmm. Communications. So props to them. They did an amazing job. I, I actually would love that Marvel and DC would. Uh, go to them for more work. Yeah, the, these are oddly refreshing. Yeah. Um, at first glance, yeah, I, I I was like, huh. But you know, when you when you look at it, th this is this is good. Yeah. I dig so this. I respect them I even would, more. I would definitely rate this as a good. Yeah, this is a good. Now we move to one that gets me more excited of the Uncharted. I didn't know where to category categorize this poster, yep. so I just categorized it as special. But it's definitely the yeah. one that. Could be a teaser poster, technically. And if it is a teaser poster, it is definitely a more stronger teaser poster. Zach, would you like to explain what's going on in this poster? Okay. What we got is an epic shot of... It's actually a scene. If you've seen the trailer, it's in the trailer. And you got an airplane, and you have all the cargo of that airplane falling out the back end of it. And they're all falling kind of towards the camera. Uh, Tom Holland's character is holding on to one of them. I would I would uh, describe it as a typical Tom Cruise moment. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. This does feel like a Tom Cruise moment for sure. But yeah, what I like about this is how much energy this poster yes. has. Um, you could almost, you could feel that feeling of falling. And like you said, if you've seen the trailer, you, you know what Tom Holland's character is doing. He's kind of jumping on these things. So it's kind of getting you excited for that scene in the movie, which I'm imagining is a big scene. So yeah, I, I like it. At first I, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder how I feel about the, the Photoshop, but it looks good to me so far. Yeah. That, so, that look at that, that um, diffused look is carried over. Yeah, this does a good job at giving you that energy and getting you excited for the film. So I think that deserves a good rating. Yeah. Renee, I agree with you. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. It's honestly, I wasn't caring about this movie. But as we look through these posters, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I might give it a watch. It might pull me towards this yeah. to, to watch it at your local Cineplex. And I, I, yeah, it feels like an epic adventure film. I, I hope so too. I, I really do because um, I don't know anything about Uncharted, but I know it has a fan base. And um, every time a new video game film comes out, I'm 100% rooting for it because I want it. I'm like, want the fans to feel pleased with it. And yeah. from what I've seen of the game and the movie, this, this looks like it's faithful. But again, I don't know anything. Maybe people hate it. And by the time you're listening to this, maybe you've seen it and you already made your decision and you already hate it. So forgive me if I'm wrong. But yeah, this definitely looks like a good, fun film. I'm curious to hear your thought on this. But as you know, 
you probably know we have an Indiana Jones film coming out. I think yes. it still is in production. Yeah, I saw some yeah, set photos. But uh, if we don't get a Drew Struzan level illustrative poster, I would hope that Spielberg would reach out to BLT Communications and commission them to do a poster. Because if we got an Indiana Jones poster yep. that looked like these, I'd be fine. I'd be happy. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope they do that style poster because even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did it. And at that point, you, a lot of movies were kind of starting to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's kind of tradition. Yeah. It's essentially, you know, like you kind of have to do it. So I can, I can see them doing it. But like you said, I do hope if they end up not doing it, they get the same company to produce some similar style stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, if we have to do with photos, at least give it yeah. that kind of illustrated effect. Even if it not if even if it isn't actually illustrated. So hundred percent agree. Yeah, with I'd that. be happy if yeah, I would how I would want this to go down is BLT. That sounds really good right now. But BLT communications it does would be right. hired, commissioned yeah. to do the campaign posters for this film. Yeah. But also it'd be great if BLT in turn would out uh, outsource contract either Kyle Lambert who did the Stranger Things yeah. posters or Paul Shipper or yes. Marino our lovely artist spotlights for this episode Marino or Rich Davies either of them to do a special poster I think that would make the fans of Indiana Jones happy no I, I completely agree I think that would be super cool to see and the fans would be happy for sure but the fans won't be happy if they just give us a really crappy no, photoshopped yeah. poster. I, I can guarantee that. It, it wouldn't go well, over well. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd hate to see what you would do if that happened. What yeah. I would do? Oh, I would I would go nuts. I, I don't think we could it's talk like about a, what you would do. No, we, we really can't because... Uh, Depths you would sink to. to Zach, you know what? I... I don't even know what I would do. See, that's, that's how, how bad, bad it is, is because yeah. I would just react. And if I just react, that means I could do anything. I can make an Indiana Jones six if I <laughs> wanted to. You know, that's how far I'll go is I'll make the sixth film and then fix okay, the calm poster. Down. Calm down. Breathe. Yes, Breathe. I, I'm, I'm working myself up now. Oh boy. Breathe. So yeah, if you liked but, this um, episode, please, please rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. And Spotify. And Spotify, yeah. I think Spotify can, you can also rate it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Renee, I think we did it. Wait, did we do it, Zach? I think. Well, thank you for yeah. listening to your local yeah, Cineplex. Thank you for listening to your local Cineplex. Podcast over. Podcast over. over.